Hello, Internet. Welcome into the 10 Things Podcast. My name is Craig. Alongside me, slurping on Mike and Ike's and Raisinets, my friend Aaron Brooks. I don't like Raisinets. You don't like Raisinets? Um, <laughs> okay, other than popcorn, what's your go-to at a movie theater? Do you have one, or is it just popcorn? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces? Yep. Do you, are you one of those weirdos that mixes them in with their popcorn? No. Gotta eat it separate? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not big on the mixing. Are, are like you that. getting two things? Like, are you getting popcorn and Reese's pieces, or you just like usually stick to one? I stick to one. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't like to muddy my popcorn snack. Waters. No, I I agree. Now, um, there's a rare occasion where I'm really hungry and I haven't eaten yet, and I feel like spending a thousand dollars, and I'll get a hot dog. <laughs> Check your your bank account. Get a bank <laughs> loan before you walk in. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, we ju- we discussed on a recent podcast the way that you should eat popcorn at a theater. That's true. And mixing in Reese's Pieces or any other item should not be allowed at a theater. No. I mean, no. Just, it's just no. straight butter. Um, have you been to one of these theaters yet that like serves full meals? No. It has the tray and no. the wait staff and stuff like that? I have not. Um, I haven't either. I had a friend of mine who went to... We, we have one near us called the movie tavern and um he said he went he said the he said ironically enough the popcorn was the best thing there well that makes sense but um the whole idea just seems a little bit weird to me yeah he said it was very distracting having waiters and waitresses coming in even though they're quiet they're respectful they're not they're not being a nuisance or they're not being loud and disruptive it's just a little annoying having them come in. I can see that. Now they they said they don't. They're not like bustling in all the time. There are certain moments, like you can you can you can ring them and they'll come to you. You can like notify them. Otherwise, they come in like every half hour and just to check up on you. Hmm. But you you can place your orders and stuff before the movie, and then it comes in like twenty minutes into the movie. I kind of like the idea of having a buzzer, though. It makes me feel fancy if I can that's true. You know, buzz for something. All right, let's have that at all <laughs> restaurants now. I want to buzz for... Or just get us those bells and ring bells, you know. Yeah. That should be a, a restaurant. The Feel Fancy restaurant. <laughs> where you're not really... It's no different than a normal restaurant, except you have the option to ring that little bell and they come running. Um, okay, so you are... You're listening to part two of a two two-part series... <laughs> Um, yes, it's serious time. Uh, this is part two. Uh, we're talking about famous movie lines. Um, so if you did not listen to part one yet, you can stop it right now. Don't worry. Apple Podcast app will save your spot. Uh, so you don't have to re-listen to all that hilarious banter we just went through about the movies. <laughs> uh, but go back, listen to part one, because uh, we highlight a lot of different movies. Um, so I'm about Ten to, of them. Yeah, I'm about to spoil it is why I want you to sit, go back and listen to it. Because if you want to be surprised, go back to part one, listen to part one, hear the excitement in our voices and the surprise when we talk about these different movies. Um, so I'm giving you that chance now. Pause. You still haven't paused yet. Last chance. Okay, you've paused. No. Okay, welcome back for those of you that did pause. 
if you didn't pause, then then you listened to it in the right order. Congra- congratulations on that. Thank you for um, being a loyal listener. You're a winner in our book. Um, we talked about movie titles, or not titles. That could be one though too. <laughs> yeah, like the best movie best, titles, uh-huh. not necessarily the best movie, just the best title of a movie. Because sometimes it'll kind of pull you in. Yeah. And uh, then you no end up country really... for old men was one of those for me. Yeah, it's just a really interesting title. Uh huh. Um, I guess it had a little to do with the movie, but I mean, I'm trying to remember what it had to do with the movie at this point. Yeah, I mean, Tommy, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones and it was kind of old, but I mean, so was uh, what's his name? Who was the killer? He was kind of old too in that yeah. movie. I don't know. Uh, anyway, we digress. Um, so follow along with us uh, if you missed it last week. But here are the movies we talked about. Okay, I'm going to try to go in a rough order that we did. You started out with uh, in- To Infinity and Beyond by yes, Toy Story. Toy Story. Um, then I did uh, Why So Serious from The Dark Knight. Why So Serious. Then your next one was, uh, was You Can't Handle the Truth, right? Jack, yeah. Um, a Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Uh, man, I... I want to listen to that line again. That's just a great line. Um, then I hit I hit you back, man, with Life is Like a Box of Chocolates yes. featuring Stole Forrest from my Gump. List. Um, then you talked about uh, Bond, James, James Bond. Bond. Um, again, I said this the last episode. That's one of the – you don't even realize that is a movie that, line. Exactly. It is so well known. Um, then th- – this this one next one it was my favorite I think from I, I know the Dark Knight is is like my favorite movie I think this was my favorite movie line though from last week's episode that I that I selected um, and that is um, I see dead people oh such a great line um, from the Sixth Sense um, I think that was my line of the week yeah um, then uh, you came back old school nineteen thirty nine with there's no place like home there's no place like home uh, from the Wizard of Oz and then um, here's Johnny from The Shining uh, if you build it he will come from Field of Dreams is what you wrapped up with uh, which by the way uh, I, that's one of those that there's a lot of movie quotes that get misquoted. Yes. And that's one of them. It's you you hear people say if you build it they, they will come. They will mm-hmm. come. That's right. But it's about Shoeless Joe yeah, Jackson. Exactly. Um and then we wrapped up the entire episode with I feel the need the, the need, need for, for speed. speed from Top Gun. Um and we praised Tom Cruise and his Scientology people for all their good work and what they do. Uh, the only reason I'm being really nice to Tom Cruise and his Scientology is because I don't know what voodoo that is. That may, <laughs> they, they, they we don't like, know what they can do to us. curse me. <laughs> I don't know. I want to be on his good side. Um, so that was a recap of last week's top ten. Again, if you did not listen to the podcast last week, uh, we just spoiled it for you. But now you, you get to go back and listen to the all the conversation. Get all the comments. There's some fun and, facts yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. Um, that Stuff that I didn't know about. So... We are back. We realized we could not just leave it at 10. No. There were so many. And honestly, we, we it's hard to leave it at 20. At 20, it's... But we're gonna, because we have standards. Um, we ha- we, we're respectable. <laughs> um, so we're going to give you another 10 list of 10 more movie quotes. 
Um, do you want to start or you want me to? I started last week. You start this one. Okay. Well, I'm going back to Tom Cruise. Okay. okay? Um, this will be our third time we've actually time. seen Tom this, in our list. This is the, the, I think it's the last one for me, though. Um, so, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Um, Give uh, us the year. I, I want to see if I can guess what this is. 1996. Is it Mission Impossible? No, it's not. What, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I do for you. It's a very personal, very important thing. It's a family model. Ready, I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready. Here it is. Show me the money. Let's look at ah, it. Let's look at 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 it. let yeah that is a great movie by the way again just we said this last episode every movie quote that we give the movie itself is just so incredible that movie has a lot of famous lines in it too yes it does um i don't know if any of them will get mentioned um but there's, there's a ton a ton of famous lines in that movie uh very memorable scenes um of course you were listening to uh to J- uh, i almost called him jerry Maguire. cuba gooding <laughs> jr uh is the main protagonist in that and uh tom cruise is jerry Maguire. if you don't know the movie uh cuba gooding jr is a football player jerry is his agent and uh, or Tom is his agent as Jerry, and uh, he wants a contract negotiation. And Tom Cruise is in a pickle at this point in the movie. He's kind of caught yes. between a rock and a hard place. Um, and it's just it's one of those lines that you know what the movie is. Yes, when you hear that, it's been parodied a billion times, so many times. Um, I think Cuba Gooding Jr. was even on. Um, I saw him on James Corden's uh, okay show. Actually, I take that back. Uh, have you ever seen James Corden uh, when he does when he brings people in and recaps their career? No. He will bring them in and they will do they will act out sketch wise just real quick clips of their entire movie career. And he did Tom Cruise not too long ago. They got okay. to the Jerry Maguire and James Corden. If you don't know who that is, he is a portly white <laughs> British guy. <laughs> And he was playing the role of Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> and so he's saying, show me the money. And Cuba Gooding Jr. walks out and teaches him the proper way to do it. Uh, it was quite funny. That's great. But uh, yeah, so we're going to kick off the episode with show me the money. What do you got, Aaron? Well, you went back to Tom Cruise. I'm going to go back to another Tom. Okay. I'm going back to Tom Hanks. Yes. Tom Hanks. And... Uh, these guys, it, I don't think it's any coincidence that these two actors specifically make multiple appearances in our list. They're just... Right. Here's the... Can I ask you a question? You got a moment? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering. 
because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's not love that's three feet above your... <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Oh. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. A league of their own. Yes. 1992. Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball. That's so good. Iconic line. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I just want to. I want to crack a smile every time I hear him when he gets loud like that. His voice kind of is gravelly. Uh, man, he he is so good. And again, this is uh, let's see. This is uh, well, I guess this is my second baseball movie to make, make the list. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to apologize for that either. I mean, I think these are both super iconic lines, um, well-known movies, and of course, League of Their Own. This is a it's a movie from who, the nineties. Who all is in that movie? Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, is she in that? Movie? Is she in that movie? I don't want to say she is. Gina Davis is in it. Yeah. Madonna's in it. Rosie is in it. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Madonna. Uh, Biddy Shram. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Robin Knight. Okay. Uh, Biddy, she played. What I remember her from is she played in the show Monk when it first came out oh, okay. as his assistant for the yeah. first couple of seasons. Uh, but you know this movie is about the first female female uh, professional baseball league. When did when did that movie come out? Ninety two. Man, it feels like it was a lot earlier than that. Maybe it's just because yeah. it's set so it, much it's, earlier. It's set way back, way back in the day. Um, but yeah, so let's see. Sev uh, several of our movies, have you noticed this, have been late 80s to mid 90s kind of era. Yeah. Why is that? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because newer movies... Haven't they haven't reached had the time? that peak yet? Okay, maybe it's a slow burn. It takes a little bit. Um, it may also just have to do with with how old we are. That that's nostalgia for us. It's it's reminiscent. It's it hits really hits home for us. It I guess it it takes a while for something to be iconic. Yeah, I mean, did we know at the moment when these happened that these were going to be iconic lines? Uh, and we discussed uh, at the end of last week's show, not on the recording, but we discussed maybe some potential iconic lines from some newer films. Yeah. That we are we going to mention some of those at the end of? The, I, I'm going to put them in my honorable okay. mention for that reason. They they they're not there yet. I, I think they will. They be. have the potential yeah, though. I think they will be down the road. Um, okay. If. Ironically enough, we're going to keep the Tom Hanks <laughs> train rolling here. Uh, I want to see if you can... Well, I'm not going to ask you to guess. He's got too many movies. Castaway. Um, this is not Castaway. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm not going to say the one I was thinking for Castaway, but... 
And just in case you happen to have it. Too. I don't have it. I don't have Castaway on my list. Okay. I was going to put Wilson. Yes. You know, we just screams Wilson, uh, but I didn't. Uh, instead, I went this direction right here. Hey, we've got a problem here. What did you do? Nothing. I stirred the tanks. Whoa. Hey. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. I love that movie. Yes. Um, two of my favorite space movies is probably that one in Armageddon. Okay. And, I mean, Tom Hanks. That movie has so many people in it. Um... It has a fantastic cast. Um, you've got, I think, Ke- was that Kevin Bacon? I think so. Um, of course, we're talking, sorry. Uh, Apollo- <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can tell you what movie we're actually talking about. Uh, Apollo 13. Uh, Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, um, Gary Sinise. How many times have they worked together? Tom oh, Hanks wow. and Gary Sinise. Ed Harris. Um, it's just a it's great a cast. cast. It's a big cast. It was a big movie. Um, you're talking about um, a space movie. So this was in 1995. Again, it fits in that time frame we talked about earlier. Yep. Uh, this fits in that same category. Um, I remember watching this and just on the edge of my seat the whole time. I mean, that that mission had, was fraught with problems. Um, and then Tom Hanks and, and that cast just do a great job of captivating the audience, letting them know what kind of danger they were in. Um, and, you know, Houston, we have a problem that it's such, it's almost in the midst of that when you're listening to it, it's like a throwaway line. Right. But how many times have you heard that quoted over the last 20 years? It's something that we have probably all said oh, yeah. a hundred times oh, yeah. or more. Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. Number two today, or number three, that's number three. Yes. I want to get our counting off again. <laughs> this happens all the time. All right. We'll get us number four. Number four. You look terrible. I should eat. I want you to rest well, and a month from now, this Hollywood Big Shot's going to give you what you want. Too late, man. You start shooting in a week. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. One of the iconic darker lines yeah. from that, The Godfather. That's another movie and franchise, really, that has a massive amount of quotable moments. Oh, yes. And that that's not the only line from that franchise that could make this list. Oh, no. Um, but it's probably the most well-known gonna make him an offer he can't refuse you know that's a good impression thank you uh, uh th- this is a little bit of an older movie though 72 is when the first one came out um but still such a popular franchise that i believe every thanksgiving they air it's another one of those marathon deals where it airs on on tv still today uh godfather 
and two and three for a 24-hour period, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gritty movie, super dark. Um, one of the best movies of all time. By any list you look at, it's... it's You're going to find it one. there. Yeah. Now, something we mentioned in our previous episode that we find with older films. This one's probably on the, I would say, on an, on the newer side. But I find it to be a very slow-paced film. Yes. Yeah, it is. For sure. In fact, it, it might be the slowest film of any that I've ever seen. Just the way everything mm-hmm. happens and proceeds through there. Uh, well, have you seen Twilight? I mean... <laughs> no, no. I actually haven't. I have never watched Twilight. That would, that would beat it for slowest okay. movies. I, I saw how we got from Godfather to Twilight. I don't know. But I, just a fun fact for the show. Um, there was something. I was looking up interesting facts. Fats? Facts? For a game <laughs> I was doing the other day with some of, some of our team. And um, it was just like a true or false game. And it said... If you splice it together, there are over 25 minutes of just silent staring in the Twilight movies. Wow. Of nothing but just silent staring at each other. That's a slow movie. But yes, you're right. The Godfather uh, is slow. It, it, it's very, it takes its time to make sure that you're really in the moment. They want yeah. to set up those dramatic moments yeah. with just movement and plot points instead of action and in words the even the musical score to it is a very slow paced you know that was beautiful there's there's nothing that's super urgent and super fat it's just it's a very methodical yeah slow movie intentional movie the way that they go through it yeah i would say this is probably of all the movies we've listed so far Maybe other than The Shining last week, that is one I have not watched within the last 10 or 15 years. Okay. I need to watch it again very soon. You know, I watched them three or four years ago, all of them. And so, some people, you know, might yell at me for this. But after after the first one, the, the next two, I thought were a little bit forgettable. Yeah, I, uh, I've heard that too. I've heard they could have left it a a one yeah one movie especially when you're if you're going to try to watch them all in one day which is what we did especially with that pace it it really drags on yeah and and i mentioned this last week on the episode but that's one reason i have a harder time with older movies is because i'm so used to i guess my life now moving at such a pace yes it's hard to stop slow down and watch a slow movie because i want it to speed up and you know, we as we think about that, The Godfather, even though it was made in the seventies, it's set in that older time frame that we're talking about. A lot of those old movies coming from, right? And so, to that point, it's kind of set. Uh, what was it in the thirties, forties? Yeah. Okay, Godfather. All right, number four on our list today. Um, we're going to talk to um, the Arnold. I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. I was told that she's here. Could I see her, please? No, can't see her. She's making a statement. Where is she? Look, it may take a while. 
How in the world did that scene be yeah that those three words become so fundamentally ingrained into our brains i don't I don't know I was wondering that because that's one I had on my list list as well, and i was I was thinking that exact thing three words I mean up until he slams into the building with the car. <laughs> Yes. Um, it's a very dry, yeah. mundane moment. Um, it, it is funny how sometimes things just catch, you know? Things just just stick. And, uh, you know, re-watching that and listening to Arnold say those, those words, um, how he was... I can't remember what year that came out. Um, 84. 84. Okay, so mid late 80s all through the 90s was Arnold Tom. I mean, he was massive. My uh, question why? <laughs> I I did you ever see a picture of him with his shirt off? Yeah. I mean, he was Jack. I think that must have been it. That had to have been it because as far as acting goes, he is a mediocre this this <laughs> is a best. hot take okay no I, I, i'm with you i fully understand what i'm saying is for some people is a lot to hear or they may disagree completely if you're one of those people that disagrees completely i would challenge you to go back and watch some of his movies because i promise you you're going to realize he's mediocre at best at best i watched terminator Maybe a month ago. It had been a long time since I'd seen it. So I thought, okay, i got to go back and watch The Terminator. I was scrolling through Prime Video, and they have a lot of those 80s act... I mean, was that the height of that type of movie? It, it was. So I'm scrolling through Prime, and there's Terminator and Terminator 2 and and other ones that, that Arnold played in that were looked like copies of terminator that yeah. was something else that he played in yeah. and so we watched terminator and i just kind of sat there thinking this this isn't as good as what it, mm-hmm. i think it should be yeah well there's there's none of them i remember there was a christmas movie called jingle all the way that arnold's in <laughs> yes i remember for some reason thinking that was one of the best christmas movies and i watched it last <laughs> year going this is awful uh, it's one, uh, I don't think that makes our every year Christmas list, but maybe every three or four years yeah. it, it gets in there. Um, you remember, I guess, I don't know, you remember just being in the Christmas spirit and being happy, and then you watch it and like, well, <laughs> my gosh. But Did, most of his movies are that way. There, yes. There's no, yes, the movie itself is popular and pop culturally relevant. But man, Arnold! Did you know that he wanted to change that line though in Terminator? Uh, he wanted to change it to "I will be back" instead of "I'll be back," because he had trouble pronouncing the word "I'll." I'll. Well, that also if he's a robot, that makes sense that he would go "I will be back." It, he he thought it sounded more machine-like. Yeah, to I mean, say that. I don't know a lot of machines that use con- contractions. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's like Siri now. Yeah. 
but not 1984. Right. Um, and he said James Cameron just looked at him like he lost his mind <laughs> when he said that. But Come on, James Cameron, you don't know anything. You won't know anything until Avatar comes around <laughs> 20 years later. Oh. All right, what else you got? This would be number five. Except for my kid being born. This is the greatest night in the history of my life. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! Goosebumps, man. Rocky 2 is the, is the best of the franchise. Fight I think me. so. Fight me, okay? It's very rare that you can say a sequel yeah. is better than the original. That does it, though. Uh, and I love the original. Yeah. But, uh, which Yo Adrian makes an appearance, I think, in every single film. Really? You know, he that that's one of his lines. Yeah. But, uh, iconic... Five years ago, six years ago, we were in Philadelphia, and so we took time to go run the steps, and uh, in fact, we were staying just down the street from the house where Rocky lived in the movie, his apartment that you see in the movie. We were actually staying just down the street from it, so uh, we swung by there. Very nondescript little apartment on this little alley. Nothing there to indicate that that's where it was filmed or anything like that. Really? Just some random person living there in the home where uh, Rocky was filmed. But uh, Yo Adrian, I think it's a pretty iconic. It absolutely is. I mean, you're talking, that's a, that's a movie where, I mean, he overcomes adversity. It seems like in every movie. Right. But, I mean, just the way he, he, he spoke that. I I don't know if other people are this way. Boxing movies jack me up. Oh, yeah. I, I get into them. And it makes me... I don't know if it's just the, the man in me, that adrenaline stuff, but I am like on the edge of... It doesn't matter if it's even a, just a B-level boxing movie. When those scenes happen and they're hitting each other and they're fighting, there's just something about it that just gets you into it. Yes. Um, and that's just the best of this franchise for sure. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. You want to do that? We've been through five. Yeah. I think it's break time. So we're going to take a break. Um, Reveal the second half of our list. Yeah. The, the, really, it's the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah it is. It's the fourth quarter of our list. So uh, we will be back in just a moment. Hold tight. Okay, we have made it back. Um, Aaron, I'm 
I'm enjoying this this list, by the way. Yes. Um, you're doing a great job. Have I told you that lately? You're doing a great job. No. Yeah. Thank you. And. You're not, you're not too bad yourself. <laughs> it was just a simple way to fish for a compliment. Okay, <laughs> we are we are back with our we called our fourth quarter because this was an episode last week, and it's a two parter, and um, this is the last five that we have, and I'm gonna start it off with a big classic. Okay, we're we're hitting some heavy hitters now. Some some of those super mega iconic of all time lists um and so take it away mr eastwood uh-uh. i know what you're thinking did he fire six shots or only five well to tell you the truth in all this excitement i've kind of lost track myself Ian, this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? In case you didn't know, he did not feel lucky. No. <laughs> I wouldn't either around him. Um, that was... East was just so good, isn't he? For a long time. He He's... Even today, yes, it's just he's had a a great career. Um, some of his directorial stuff has been some of the best, most gut wrenching movies. Oh yeah, he knows how to draw the emotion out. Yes, he does. He is he is incredible at what he does. Um, Dirty Harry. Uh, obviously, that's where that quote came from. Uh, Dirty Harry, nineteen seventy-one. Wow. Um, and he, it's it's amazing. He has been around that long and been active that long uh, in movies. Um, he's done some incredible stuff along the way. Um, he, um, Clint Eastwood, actually directed the scene with the suicide jumper in that movie. Um, but. Um, some people argue whether it was or not, but uh, the director for the movie itself, Don Siegel, was actually ill and wasn't on the set, but Eastwood had always been scheduled to do it. So a lot of people thought okay. he just happened to do it, but he was always scheduled um, to be doing that that scene. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. It's a classic movie. Uh, this was a little break from westerns at that time. I was just was I was that. just about to say that. that um, that's kind of what the staple of his career was right yeah. then. Yeah, and I, you know it's interesting because um, he he doesn't really do westerns now. It's amazing that he's so adaptable with the times and what movies are relevant. Um, that he's he shifted away from you know you would think you know, get stuck in that typecast right. almost in a certain genre, uh, but I'm just looking through now on IMDb at his at his filmography and he has just done so many great movies. Um, he directed American Sniper. Uh, I have not seen his new one, The Mule, yet. I've not. I've heard people say it's really good. Um, Trouble with the Curve. Grand Torino, 
Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. He acted, obviously, in that one. And, oh, my gosh. That was a gut-punching movie. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen it twice. I have not seen it since, though. Um, I've been meaning to. But he's also got range in some comedy. He, I don't know if you've seen the movie Space Cowboys. Yes. One of my favorite movies that he's done because he plays kind of the straight man in a comedy. And yes. it works. It just works really well together. That was him, Tommy Lee Jones, and... Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Donald Sutherland. Yes. James Garner. Um, it was a it was a great movie. Um, William Dev... I never can say his name. William De- Devon. Devane. Um, he's one of those faces that you don't know his name, but you know his you face. You know his face. Um, what is, what's your favorite Eastwood movie? you have a favorite oh man i was thinking about that the other day i i don't know uh do you have a favorite it might be million dollar baby i know that was heavily on hillary swank but he he played that older coaching father figure type person really well dirty harry is up there though too yeah um what's one of his top westerns i'm trying to think the good the bad and the ugly yeah probably yeah um that probably was his signature yeah i mean we needed to do one on soundtracks because it's there yeah it's got to be in the top three Uh i mean that again you're talking when you hear it you know you what know. it's from yep and that's one of them um so yeah mil, uh, million dollar baby uh, dirty harry uh, do you feel lucky punk see does that bring us to number seven should be number seven Se- one two three four five six seven seven all right yes. fantastic uh i'm gonna go old school again and uh I love Christmas. Oh boy. Anybody we, that knows we me, know that, yeah. that you know I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. Uh, I was watching Christmas movies last week. No, uh, you weren't. Yes. It's September, man. Well. At the time recording this, it's September. It's almost October, though. Still doesn't matter. <laughs> I'd be saying, it's October, man. I was in Colorado. In the mountains. I've been in the North Pole. And I don't it was cold. Christmas movies. It felt Christmassy. You know, okay. I've been at a Christmas store for several hours we that can, day. We're gonna fight. Just go. I think that I think that you'll be on on board with me though. Okay. <laughs> to my big brother George, the richest man in town. <laughs> That's right. That a boy, Clarence. 
Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Yes. 19, let's see, was it 1941? Have I got the year right? 1946. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a great movie. It's it's the pinnacle of Christmas movies. Yes. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't say there's a little small part of me that that's on both sides where like I would be interested to see if how they could do if they remade it. No. But then there's the other side of me that says if you dare remake this movie, I will hunt you down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, to to quote another famous line, uh, Liam Neeson from Taken. You know, <laughs> that's I will one. find you. I will. I will hunt you down. I will find you. I will kill you. You know. Uh, that's that's what will happen if you remake It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, it, they say that there are 42 rings, bell rings, heard during the movie. So oh. if Clarence, the angel, was right, there was uh, 42 new angels then by the end of the movie. Fun little fact 42 people there. that had died. Okay, yeah. cool. Way to be a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> so that movie's more about massacres than anything. And it's just... All around iconic. Uh, who doesn't watch this movie several times a year? Yeah, yeah. This is again. It's you're talking the 1940s, and so it is slower at moments. Um, so if you've never seen it and you watch it for the first time, you may say, "Well, it's kind of slow. It's it's too old." Give it give it time. Appreciate it for what it is. Yes. The, the lessons you learn in it. Jimmy Stewart, um, he, he's got great acting in this movie. Um, the writing is really well done. Um, yeah, one of, one of probably m- my favorite Christmas movie. I, I would say it's number one for me. Uh, Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri, they have each Christmas season, if you're at Silver Dollar City, Every day they do a live action of "It's a Wonderful Life." Really? Yes, and it's a uh, it's really really well just done. Just during the Christmas season? Yeah, just during the Christmas season. Um, so if you live anywhere in the region of the Ozarks and you can get to Branson, I would recommend that you go check out Silver Dollar City and see the live action of uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" and uh, take that in. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we are at one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. Should four, be number five, eight. Six, seven, eight. Okay. Um, this is the kind of movie we're going back into the little bit of the horror genre. Oh. Um, but iconic nonetheless. Here we go. So, if you couldn't tell, that is... By that music? Yeah, from the movie Jaws, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, another one of those movies that you can identify just by the soundtrack. Yes. Um, that's when Jaws first appears, 
and they're chumming the water, looking, they're fishing, and they uh, they get startled by this 25-foot-long, <laughs> massive behemoth of a shark. The film, not nearly as scary as what you think it should no, be. No, it's now, really not. Now, when it, when it came out, of course, I wasn't alive then. Yeah. <laughs> But I would imagine for its time, it was pretty good. Yeah. But you come to today, 2019, on the verge of 2020, and uh, it's kind of like watching... You, you remember watching the original Batman movie? Oh, yeah. Where they kind of had this wooden shark fly through the air, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's 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 not as terrifying as what I always thought it would be when I was young, you know, because hey. I'd always heard that this is a scary movie. It's It's no Sharknado. Let's just. Let's what are we? We're up there. to about Sharknado thirteen now. I think, I think. so. Yeah. I hope they're done. <laughs> okay, Aaron, number nine. Number nine. Uh, it's the last one that I can put on the list. Yeah. Besides an honorable mention, but this this has to be one of the last two. I apologize if I've taken what was going to be your final one, but I feel like this deserves one of these last two mentions. If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed me. No. I am your father. Chills. Pure chills. We were not putting these in any certain order. (laughs) And I said, I think it was in the last uh, episode, that I said that I don't know if I could pick a favorite. But if I had a top ten list, if I had a top five list, this is in my top five. Yeah. Probably in my top three. I wouldn't argue with anybody that wanted to say that this was the most iconic of all time. Uh, as we were researching and looking over things, I've seen some that that rank May the Force Be With You ahead of this one. Um, and it's iconic as well. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. But the way that that phrase kind of changes all of the dynamics and everything that we know happening with Star Wars. Uh, That alone. It's it's the foundation of the entire story. Yes. It it brought drama into it. It, it, Honestly, it changed everything. Oh, yeah. It, uh, It completely changed how we view the canonical um, parts of the entire series. It really set up the entire franchise. Yes. You know, the first one was fine. It was good. I'm not saying it's fine. But just like with Rocky, this took a big leap forward. Empire took a massive step in the right direction. Right. Uh, The graphics were better. Everything about it was better. They had more time on it. They had... 
They had a lot more energy they could put toward. Nobody believed George Lucas for the first one. No. And you could really tell. Well, and it was shown as you as you read, and we were talking about this earlier. But if you if you're listening, you haven't seen this available on Prime Video, soon to be on uh, Disney Plus. But there's a, there's a documentary called uh, Star Wars: Age of Empire, um, or Empire of Movies, something like that. Uh, but it's a it's a two two and a half hour documentary on this with George Lucas and Harrison Ford and, and the whole cast from from 10 or 15 years ago. But the first movie, they had a budget of like $7 million. Yeah. When they saw the success of it, the second movie has a budget of, I can't remember, it was 30 or 40, $50 million, something like that. But they, they shelled out the money when they saw that Star Wars was a success. So it's amazing what they accomplished with the first film. But then when they actually believed in George Lucas and gave him what he needed for Empire, man, it kind of changed things. And again, this is one of those quotes... Yeah, I was just about to say that. ...that, that always gets uh, misquoted. Yeah. Everyone wants to say, Luke, I am your father. It's no, I am your father. He says Luke, and you heard it there in the clip, just previous to this. Yeah. You know, 20, 30 seconds ahead of that. And so that's probably where that comes from. Right. But... Uh, yeah, that's one of those that always gets misquoted. Yeah, for great me, scene too. Great scene, absolutely. And so I feel good about leaving. I feel like I have played my four quarters of this game, <laughs> and uh, wrapped it up with that right there. Well, I to end this thing, I would be remiss if I did not include, or if we did not include, a movie quote from this movie so I'm doing that now please enjoy inside of us we both know you belong with Victor you're part of his work the thing that keeps him going if that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him you'll regret it maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but soon and for the rest of your life but what about us we'll always have Paris we didn't have we we lost it until you came to Casablanca we got it back last night I said I would never leave you. And you never will. But I've got a job to do, too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Hills, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. In just that one clip alone, there were three or four yes. classic movie oh, lines yeah. that happened. Casablanca is one of those movies that has an, an, an amazing number of amazing amount of influence in the film industry since it originated. Right. And I think when you talk about best pictures of all time, Casablanca has to be in the conversation. For that, for that spot, yeah. um, I mean, it's just it's everything they did with that film was incredible. Yeah, nineteen forty-two, um, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman um, won three Oscars. Um, there are so so many 
quotes in this movie. Um, of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world, she walks into mine. Um, that's one. Of course, you heard it there. We'll always have Paris. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite. What's your nationality? I'm a drunkard. <laughs> um, Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, there's just there's so many. Here's looking at you, kid. Yeah, it's just, it's. It's hard to pick one, uh-huh. but if you're going to pick one, why not go out with a bang? Yeah. Um, so, great, great. If you're looking for... And what's funny is, and I remember thinking this when I go back and watch old movies like this, it's easy for some of these quotes and stuff to be part of our vernacular now. Yes. It's part of our conversation. But you go back and and watch some of these movies you realize where they came from where those quotes came from you realize what the big deal is right they may have you may remember them from different movies but they came from movies like this and so that is number 10 for us today i know we've got honorable mentions we've probably got a lot of them probably too many to count but aaron why don't you why don't you start us off first rule of fight club i was yeah is you do not talk about Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, from the movie Fight Club. From, yes. Uh, honorable mention. Um, May the Force Be With You. We already kind of mentioned it earlier, but I think it deserves a spot. Uh, Toto, you know, i got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, last episode we talked about uh, The Wizard of Oz. That's another great line from it. Um By the way, Fight Club, going back to that, an amazing movie. Yes. I, I didn't see it till later on <laughs> in my life. Um, I regret not watching that sooner. And uh, let's see. Uh, E.T. Phone Home. Yep. Another big one. And for my last one is... Uh, to cut this out. <laughs> I scrolled by it. Elementary, my dear Watson. I had that on here. Did you really? Yes. Okay. And here's the thing. Uh, this was one of those that I had a fun fact on. Oh. Um, so this is in The Adventures of Sherlock in 1929. Woo! And the fun fact is that Sherlock Holmes never says this in any of his book, in the books that the character is based off of. You know, I think I have remembered reading that it was not in the books. Yeah. Elementary, my dear Watson. Um, okay, honorable mentions for me, um, really quickly, as, as fast as I can. It's hard to believe this didn't make our 20. Um, I think it's just because it, it isn't doesn't resonate with me as well but uh, say hello to my little friend okay from scarface oh okay um, yes nobody puts baby in a corner from dirty dancing uh-huh i'm the king of the world of titanic ah oh, yeah um then um it's alive it's alive frankenstein. from frankenstein 1931 um here's another fun fact the original line for that movie was it's alive it's alive in the name of god now i know what it's like to be god Oh, wow. But the censors cut that line, the full line, because it was considered sacrilege. Oh. So they cut that out. Um, then uh, 
this is this is one that I always have been intrigued by. Um, you don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Okay. A lot of people get that confused for The Godfather. Yes. It was actually on the waterfront, 1954. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I, you hear that all the time as referenced for The Godfather. Yes. It's actually from On the Waterfront. And then I haven't seen. Very quick, last little bit. We mentioned this earlier about new movies that will, I think someday will be on this list. Um, I am Iron Man. Has started to, it all. It started everything. I think people, 20 years from now, they're going to look back, and this that's going to be one of those quotes that you hear. And then it's been. This has been a quote in in pop culture for a long time now. People were excited when they heard it was coming to this last movie. When you heard Captain America utter the words <laughs> "Avengers Assemble," Assemble. yeah, um, that's it's a quote from a comic book that people have been anticipating for ten years to be in a movie. Never made it until the last um, last movie in that saga. And I think, again, 20 years from now, people will look back and go, that was... I think they're already saying it, but I think it'll be that much better. I agree. In that amount of time. Aaron, this was a fun one. Man, that was. Um, so what can people do now? They can subscribe. Yep. Uh, they can leave a comment. They can leave us those five stars. Yes. Really. Not one, really. not two, not three, not All four, the way. All five, five stars. And then share with your friends. Yes. Get Please. the word out. Yeah. Just copy the link and send it to somebody. And say, hey, these dudes are idiots. Uh, you should listen to them though, because it helps us out a ton. You don't even realize. You don't even know. You don't even know. So help us out with that. You can also find us on the socials on Instagram and Facebook now. Ooh. Uh, at Ten Things Podcast. Uh, we, we, we wanted to add Facebook because people love starting stuff on Facebook. And I'm sure we left out some of your favorite movie quotes, and we yeah, want to know no about doubt. it. So drop us a comment. Let us know what we missed. And uh, maybe maybe one day we'll do another, another ten things about movie quotes. Because there's so many. There's we, so many. We keep going. But we're not. Okay. All right. Anything else, Aaron? No. All good things have to come to an end. That's true. Okay, well, we're there. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. I'm Craig. I'm Aaron. And we will see you next week. Bye.